Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Yes. I'm glad Paul is doing a break from his mouthful of sandwich while we're trying to record the show. Sorry. Oh, it's been... healthy, it's brown bread. Yes, what have you got on it, Paul? Ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have nothing else. Alright, that's... Yeah. How was your week, Paul? I'm sure it was exciting. College boy, filled with so many eventful things. College is so fun, I almost vomited. <laughs> And that's and the, at the end of the day, that's the best kind of fun. <laughs> College or vomiting? Best kind of fun is that ends with you vomiting. You said it was so fun that you... Usually, I, usually I'm drunk, which causes vomiting, so, you know. You're listening to the Vomiting Podcast. <laughs> Yay! Pew! <laughs> Hope no, no, nobody else is eating when they listen to this. Yeah. So they've just been put off. So, anything else interesting other than... Because clearly you don't feel like talking about college. Not particularly, it's no. gay. <laughs> I've got the Burniston box set. Ooh, how fun. It is fucking fun, it's brilliant. It's very funny. What? Apart from one sketch, one sketch is really kind of shit. What sketch is that? That one where they're singing about the wank bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one kind of sucks. Yeah. There are one or two things I'm, I'm not fond of, but I can't particularly... I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, so I won't get into it. I do like that sketch, where they're kind of ripping off that Scottish thing, Coast. No, what's that? You know the Scottish guy who talks about the history of Scotland? Oh, that and, guy. You know, Aye. and he just runs at people with his Aye. sword. Aye. Ah! <laughs> Aye, then. That one I like. Mm-hmm. Is it? And of course the classic, real, real guy takes Manhattan. Aye. You know, like... A, a stuffy up his own ass Scottish actor Aye. trying to eliminate his Scottishness mm-hmm. and the real guy comes up and goes you talking like that for? Tuna mate! No, what is it? Tuna mate! Tuna! Cha! Cha! Real guys say a ta we a cha! You really sold them on Bernstein if they haven't watched it already. I have. And people that don't want watch it, you know, well, you're lost. I think I I think I'm not I'm not sounding like a dick here, but I think I had a slightly more exciting week because I've got more stuff to talk about. Oh, you probably did. I never but, do anything anyway, other than drink and complain. Yeah, I realized <laughs> I realized at some point in the week that oh, I can tell people this thing I did and this thing I did. I realized this, this weird thing. It's almost as if going out. To places and talking to people leaves you with funny anecdotes to tell people about. I and make, it makes it makes you more interesting. I'm not I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about how more often than not we talk about how we didn't really do anything, but now I've been out places and I've got actual stuff to talk about. Well, yes. Because we've only we've been doing this nearly a year, and we're only just now becoming interesting. <laughs> and yet somehow we managed to get on Spotify. I know. It's phenomenal. I know. Wonders never cease to. I know. And whilst you, I assume you're going to go into a bit of a tale of your week. Yes. Well, whilst you tell the people that, I'm not going to interrupt you because I'm going to make myself some diluting juice. Good for you. And you. All right. Um, Enjoy his tale, people. Well, the first more noble part of the week is going on Sunday. <laughs> Watch your football. On Sunday. <laughs> 
On Sunday, I went to ICW's most recent Fight Club taping, Terminator 2.5, It's Yourself. Tell the people what I'm having, Scott. He's having diluting juice. What kind? Juice. Orange cordial. Thanks. I'm pretty sure people's weeks are fulfilled by knowing this fact. Damn right. Anyway, yes, I went to ICW with the usual group I go with. I go out with my brother and I went with the guys from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. And as pair, we got our usual seats up by the biz, which is a really good view of everything that's going on. Like but balcony seat? Well, no, just in the bottom bit, but you can ah. still still a decent view. Whereas if you just sit the stand a bit, you occasionally have some prick stand in front of you who you can't kind of see by. So, yeah. But, oh, it was a bit of a delay getting into the venue because mm. there's maybe doors open at half six. Mm-hmm. They opened a wee bit later than that and then there was a pause. There were two lines where people who ordered online I had to give, like, show you like confirmation that they bought their tickets and there were people just regular tickets who just like show their ticket and then get passed through. But the line suddenly stopped for any reason. Yeah. And then by the time, and to show how long it took to get it going again, when the lines finally started moving again, people started cheering. <laughs> and it kind of, it's more, as people realise at different times what moved, kind of doing the line that, <laughs> show didn't get started at least after like, just after, just after half seven. Okay. Uh, I'll say this about the show in general. The first half was good. Had some really good wrestling in the first half, and then the second half fell off a cliff. Really good wrestling. Oh, really good wrestling. Well, yeah, you go. Oh, that's really good. Oh, man, that is really good. Kind of a mix in the mix of both in the middle. Ah, not bad. Not yeah, bad. shit, dude. We have a thing. Liam Thompson beat Andy Wilde in the first half. He's Liam Thompson recently made his return. He's oh. And Andy Wilde, he's got his room. They had a best of five series that didn't have a proper conclusion because the last match got turned into a triple threat. And so they're trying to say, show, like, who definitely say one more time, one on one, who's better. And Liam Thompson won. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of had a downward spell in ICW, and it came when he lost his sink and then his house to Wolfgang when they had a good housekeeping match. He, he lost his sink. Yes, it's daft. And then, and then that is pretty daft. And. Uh, and I mean, it, huh? That's yeah. that's kind of like the that's sort of like the latter stages of Vince Russo's tenure with the WWF. Uh, no, it's actually better, actually better told than that. But I'm just thinking it's, of it's the, good, the good housekeeping match between Janet and China. Yeah, I've actually seen highlights of their good housekeeping match. It's quite mental. Like there's a coast to coast, but with a washing machine instead of. A, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Or, or the bit they got tinfoil wrapped wrapped in the top rope and they try and make the other guy bite it. Because we were biting tinfoil. That's kind of, that's kind of naff, what? Yeah. Well, you know, those... It's kind of like the thing in Dumb and Dumber when he yeah. scrunches the tinfoil up, they're like, ah. Now, both gang won the good housekeeping match the last time. He, he offered him a cake, but hid inside the cake were brass knucks. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> and I mean, he, it sounds fun, yeah, but... Uh, really then he rolled him up into... You know what happened with the last time? He rolled him up in a carpet and had a swanton. And I'll say he's in the carpet, he can't get out. So now, he's, now both gangs challenged... No, William Thompson has challenged Wolfgang to a rematch of the Good Housekeeping match at next one show, and I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> I'm going that, to be there. it does seem like it's going to be a lot of silly fun. I know. I, I remember when he was describing that, I was sitting there like, wrestling is stupid sometimes, and I love it. <laughs> it's one of the moments. <laughs> there are moments where it's good stupid and bad stupid, and this, yeah, to me, is more good, good fun st- stupid. Uh, yeah, it sounds it. In the second half, there was a... There was a... Or gender match. It was Lionheart taking on Kaylee Ray. 
Right, and that's said I did a review of this for Podmania. I don't know when that's going up. Podmania. Aye, their yeah. wrestling blog. Uh, I did a written review of the show, oh, and I noted in it. It really depends on how you feel about uh, men and women wrestling each other. That is going to affect how you view a match like this. Yeah. If you're against it, then you won't enjoy it. If you if you don't mind it, then and and I didn't mind it because. I can you can tell these two have been doing wrestling for a long time, yeah. and they know what they're doing, so it didn't really bother See, me. I'm, I'm more in a camp. I'm I'm absolutely awesome with men and women wrestling each other as long as both are represented as mm-hmm. equally skilled. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I I used to hate the old era. You know, they made made the women wrestlers seem kind of shite compared to the guy wrestlers. Yeah. When there was quite clearly at least a good crop of women wrestlers who could have kicked the shit out of you the guys. Mm-hmm. No, so, but yeah, and uh, Lionheart won using the Styles Clash, which was pretty cool. Yeah, as we mentioned, as we mentioned, he, obviously it was a callback to him breaking his neck for the Styles Clash, and now he occasionally uses the Styles Clash. <sighs> and uh, after the match, uh, weirdly, Lionheart, remember I said at Shug's house party, came out and said, "I'm challenging the world champion at Fear and Loathing," and he just. But then we didn't get any mention of that, and I think I know why, given at the, what happened at the end of the show, but I'll get to that. Okay. And after this match, Viper challenged Kaylee Ray to a match at the Hydro for the women's sale, and Kaylee just went, no. Nah. <laughs> and walked away, and then she walked, came back, and went, oh, is she going to accept? No, she just spat at the belt. <laughs> and, and then, Sorry, but, nah. a company where you rarely get like non-finishes, because rarely... Most matches are like don't have much, don't really have many rules to begin with. Yeah. Then we had three at the end of the night. For whatever reason, we had three non finishes in a row. Three. Aye. Well, we had the Kings of Catch versus Renfrew and his mystery partner turned out to be BT Gun, who, who used to be in the NAK together. But I assumed, but I assumed that I thought BT Gun wouldn't have been his partner because he BT Gun was in a match earlier on, but it turns out he was still in, and. Uh, there's a cool thing where the Kings that showed a video of them taking out a guy called Kieran Kelly who yeah. Renfrew's been teamed with before, assuming, oh, it's going to be him. And then Renfrew's like, nah, it's no him. And then BT Guns <laughs> comes out of nowhere and attacks. Then the match just gets thrown out because all four men end up brawling in the back, which people were not happy with. No. No. No um, happiness nope, in that. Nope. And then we had Ravy Davey versus Mickey Whiplash. And as I said, Whiplash has been going on this whole, I'm a real wrestler. No. So now it's been under his matches have been under traditional wrestling rules, but he's found it hard to adjust to going back to wrestling. Wrestling is always tempted to like use weapons. Yeah. Eventually, he couldn't put David Dave away, and he just eventually snapped and just threw a chair. He faced so then that didn't do which the fact that it happened right after the no contest made people even angrier. Yeah. And then he got into he came, Mark Dallas came out to tell him like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're here to wrestle," and then Mark uh, they just got in his face and. Well, I just shouted back and fuck the rules. <laughs> which was nice. And then we had the main event, which was DCT uh, against Bram for the world title. It was, uh, it was like DCT came on and threw an open challenge, and Bram accepted because they two have feuded before. He's a big bastard. Uh, <laughs> oh, may I mention the, the start of the show had an open had a promo from DCT, uh, his first one as the champ. Yeah. And there were some boos because. They didn't, I think some people like him, but they don't really see him as world champion. Mm. And also the fact that he it came at the expense of Stevie, who was quite over. Mm. Uh, now, because there's a loser leaves the UK stipulation, I've heard from other people that apparently DCT is maybe leaving the country, he'll be going to Australia for a year. Oh, right. And so he was meant to lose, but 
uh, an ACL injury, Stevie had to lose because I think he was injured. So obviously mm. they've had to change the plan. And that's why people were so annoyed and he, he came out and said, like, I said, um, I feel, he said he felt like the victory somewhat tainted because Stevie went into the match injured. Yeah. yeah. And then also there was a scuffle with Bram, which led to later on when they had the match. Did we have a bit of a kerfuffle? Aye, they were going through the crowd where Bram took a, grabbed someone's drink, took a sip of it and then spat it back in DCT's face. Yeah. Uh, problem with your hair, Paul? Yes, I do, Scott. Ah. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. What a, what a never-ending con- struggle to have perfectly awesome hair. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for the appeal video. <laughs> yeah, if it was I'll, like... start, I'll, I'll start a crowdfunding campaign to get my hair deep conditioning treatment. Good luck with that. Yeah, well, if, if fucking, if, what's his face? If Alex Salmon can start a crowdfunding campaign to help him fight his dirty old man case, <laughs> I could date for my hair. Well, we'll not go into that, but I like, Oof. I'm not saying it was a bad match. It's a, it's a good match. You see, Bram or Goodyear, but look, when you look at that match on paper, to me, it doesn't scream world title match. And hopefully, you heard me over that van driving by. I heard you. I'm talking to the listeners. I'm sure the listener heard you too. Yeah, so it didn't really feel like Walter. And then I think that also went to no cons because uh, Red Lightning brand manager got involved, oh, and then <laughs> and then Coach Trip got involved on behalf of ECG to help. I'll tell you about how it took me ages to figure out what the, what the pun and coach trip. <coughs> yeah. Coach trip. Coach as in, uh, as in trip fall over, as no, in trip as in high. No, as a trip as in going on a coach trip. Oh, oh. oh yeah, okay. Going on a trip as in a, a going somewhere. It took Why the hell would he call himself? I don't know, it's a pun, I don't know. Not very fucking good. But anyway, uh, and many mentioned just, just this Jackie uh, Bull was on commentary. And I did note during the uh, I noticed during the Lionheart match that he was very he, he didn't say he really say anything during the match. He just kept his eyes on Lionheart. Yeah. And then also during the beat during when Bram was beating up DCT and people were annoyed. Also, Bram's not the most popular guy, but the fact he was getting cheered kind of shows again people are not into DCT as world champion. Yeah. And then uh, just Justice got up from commentary and saved DCT because him coach trip. DCT and Mark Coffey used to be a part of a group called Polo Promotions. Yeah. And then they all kind of reunited and And uh, uh, Jackie Polo had this mallet that he used to... Polo mallet that he used to take out Bram. A he, mallet? I just like... Nah, I can't, I can't remember how to describe it, but... It's just he and Coach Shirt were kind of hugging. And then yeah. while, while DCT got on the mic and said, that didn't go the way I wanted it to, but I'm keeping the open challenge going. Yeah. Who's going to be next? And he turns around and Jackie... And just just hits him with a mallet. <laughs> And then so he holds up the belt, which he actually looks really good with the belt, and he demands that Coach Trip stand with him, and Coach Trip ends up going with Jackie oh. and leaving DCT. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I have, I do feel it, and they have confirmed that that match is going to happen at the next show. So I think Just Justice is going to win the title. DCT is able to go on his thing, go on his thing, and then Lionheart will come out, and they'll have the rubber match of. Technically, of just justice and Lionheart, because technically Jackie Polo has been on, but just justice and the whole thing, they make it look like they're two different people. So yeah. it's technically the rubber match between the two at the Hydro this time for the world title, and it will kind of add to another element because I remember Lionheart said when they first built up to the Baromania match, where but justice beat him. He said, "I can't be world champion until I beat you." 
And now that would be more literal sense in that he can't literally be the champion until he beats him. Mm. Just Justice would be the champion. And I tell you, if when if Just Justice wins, and I think it's likely going to happen, I will be so fucking happy. Because I love Just Justice. If he wins, I'll be so happy. I retweeted the like the announcement of oh, nice, from my Twitter page or my Twitter page. I retweeted the announcement of the match and I put, we're having a party when Jackie wins. And thankfully ICW actually retweeted it, so that was nice of them. So yeah. Retweeted it. Mm. All these rich terminology terminologies that I only have a August grasp of. Well, we'll educate you, Paul. Eventually, you'll have your own Twitter page and you'll know all the phrases. I, no, I won't. You will soon enough. You'll give in to the pressure. <laughs> Even if I have a Twitter page, I still don't know what the fuck it's all about. Well, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, but I wouldn't listen. I only have a list of knowledge, but I'll tell you. Yeah, but like you say, if you're telling someone, you've got to realise that they have to listen. And I find the idea of Twitter incredibly dull. It's yeah. just a bunch of people saying things they can just say to each other over the phone. Yeah, but it's good for the show and it gets... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just being old and... I'm not. Decrepit. <laughs> uh, but I still have great hair. Well, I want to mention before we move on to my next part of the week, uh, one, there was one match on the long, long-ass card <laughs> of SummerSlam. We didn't get any mention. I keep racking my brain. Sorry. Oh, yeah, this is one you was, forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah, I was racking my brain thinking there has to be one more match because there's so many matches. And I realised Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura was one I forgot to mention. I, d- I doubt there are anybody out there who's saying, he didn't mention Nakamura, eh? Yeah, Nakamura well. versus Jeff Hardy. And But if you were one of those people, I apologise. It wasn't really much of a match. The one noble spot was when Jeff Hardy went for the swanton on the apron and Nakamura moved and he Jeff Hardy landed on the apron and then got rolled back in Kim Shasa. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that uh, that happened. Not really noteworthy. Also, Jeff Hardy and Nakamura fought. Nakamura won. That end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's still mental. He took a dive on the apron. He's old and mental. That end. He's he's forty one, I believe, yeah. today. Oh, add into the add into the thing. Randy Orton's turned into an evil bastard again. Uh-huh. Who is constantly beating up an old man? Yeah. Who is Jeff Hardy? Who mm-hmm. still must and he seem think he's a young man because of the amount of mad shit he still does. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the phrase you're only you're only as young as you're as young as you feel or you're as old as you feel. Is that not the phrase? For him, I'd say you're only as broken as you feel. He's very broken. Yep. But yeah, Jeff Hardy's forty-one today, I believe, and he's still doing shit like this. And he's he is his birthday is on. Brian's birthday. Yes. Oh, happy birthday to Brian. Yes. Happy birthday, Brian. And I got him a lovely gift. Yes, I did. Anyway, uh, what was I say? Oh, I think we might got your hopes up about the whole Braun Strowman Wyatt family thing because it looks like Braun's allied himself with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre rather than. Has he now? Uh, and I think this, might, this means Braun Strowman is turning heel to fit the fact he's so over. So. When did this happen? Well, in this past week's row. Why did this happen? I have no idea. I think it's because, also, Braun needed people to go up against Roman because Roman's got the shield now. And oh. for some reason... They, and also, Dolphin drew already in a thing with Seth and Dean, so they thought that was more logical. The shield suck. I like the shield. Mm. No, I I liked the team. But when you, when you break up a team, 
and then you reform a team, and then you break them up again, and then reform well, them well, again. Well, well, the last time they broke up was not really by choice because Ambrose got injured. Well, yeah, but let's face it: when they broke, when they reformed, them, they were kind of gay anyway. We'd come back with those stupid fucking t-shirts on. Yeah, they've got better t-shirts now, though. Anyway, they have confirmed that the October 6th, the show, Super Showdown, I believe that's the Australia show, yeah. it, it'll be a triple threat. Braun, Drew and Dolph versus the Shield. I mean, those goddamn t-shirts. Where's the flat jackets, man? I'm yeah. pretty, sure, pretty sure they got their jackets. Those faggy t-shirts, man. With, with the fists. They've got the jackets, so. Good. Anyway. You don't even watch it. You know. And that's part of the reason why. You know, you baffle me sometimes. Anyway, and also Braun and Roman will fight at Hell in a Cell, where Braun is officially cashing in his contract in a Hell in a Cell match. Cash in the contract and smack Roman over the yeah. face with the suitcase. See, there does make sense, because his, his, his only reason is it's inside Hell in a Cell, so the Shield can't save Roman. Yeah, that's good. Because they did last week. Well, that's but, what they should do. Yeah. They should cash in, and then you should take that briefcase and fuck him right across the face with it. But uh, apparently the other Hell in a Cell match will be actually Hardy versus... Nakamura. No, Orton. Orton. Because, I don't know what Nakamura... Weird, weirdly, I don't know why it isn't AJ Joe, because the whole thing is they got DQ'd and they were fighting around the outside at the end of the last match, so yeah. they should be contained, i.e. a Hell in a Cell. They should be contained. Uh, Unless they're going to try and do three Hell in a Cell, which would be ill-advised. Yeah. Because they did it back in 2016, which... I mean, did it, there was Roman, Rusev, the US title, Seth and Owens for the university, and Sasha, Charlotte for the women's. And, obviously, one of the, not all... They're going to feel less special by the end of the night. Yeah. Which was a shame, because it was the women's first ever one at the end, and it was like... And you're just sitting there thinking, like, I've seen two other Hell in a Cells tonight. Yeah, so, so it's kind of really is the same. It took away from the well, whole mo- the moment whole of thing. It, uh, the moment the fact that this is the first ever thing. Like I know, but I've seen two other Hell in the Cells the night. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I digress. You do. I digress. I like that word. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, on Wednesday, I, I was I was a part was again part of Eat Sleep Suplex Retreats show, and we we went all in. I we talked about the upcoming tomorrow night's uh, big indie show, All In. Funded by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. It should be up now if you want to check it out. They are also on Anchor. Oh, they did make a wee bit of a joke about our show because I mentioned. Our show? I made a joke. They went. They joked we're on Spotify. They joked we're on Spotify because they're doing their plugs. Uh, and Stephen Wilson, the host, it, joked and they went, uh, there's all sorts on Spotify. It's also some rambling show on there. <laughs> and that you're trying to take the piss out. And I just went, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Very, uh, very clever. Thank you. Uh, we've got a thing, a bar of all, and they've got the Zero, which is sort of a producer kind of thing. They've got a, and one of the matches is the Over the Budget Battle Royal. The Over the Budget Battle Royal. Which is a 15 man Battle Royal. Cool. And the winner goes on to the main show and fights Daily Stuff for the Ring of Honor World title. Yeah. And you never guess one of the people who's in it. Who? Billy fucking Gunn. Hey, good old Billy Gunn. Fuck Billy Gunn. Why? Cause What's he ever done to you? My brother goes on about him all the time because Oh at, yeah, Billy and Bart. Yeah, aye, yeah. and also he knows that he knows supposed to be Bart, right? Aye. Oh, I have a Bart related anecdote <laughs> or Bart Bart related rant to come. I have a Bart related issue here. Oh, you you you'll I feel, I'm feeling you'll be on my side when you get when we get to. 
Oh, this should be interesting. Although, sorry, we were talking about All In, we had a, it was a really good show and we talked, I talked about how I don't think Punk should appear at the show because there were rumours of him being there, like, because I said, like, they don't need him. Yeah. So I remember before tickets went on sale, they said, oh, they need someone like a Brian or a Punk to be there to sell out, and they didn't need that. They sold out in, like, 29 minutes without any matches announced. So, and then Madison Square Garden did the same for 15,000 tickets. So I think, like, they don't need someone like Punk. But, eh, uh, if you've taken a moment and you've heard a loud noise in the distance in the last few days, it sounded like someone shouting the words freedom. No, it's not someone trying to reenact Braveheart. It was probably Neville, as he is now free of his WWE contract. Is he? Aye. And, supposed- you and supposedly there's, not, there's no non-compete clause or whatever, and he can wrestle whenever he, wherever he wants at right now. So the now rumours have started circulating, will he be at all in? I would love to see him be there. Like make yeah. an appearance, surprise appearance in Battle Royale, win it, then compete in the Ring of Honor title match. He probably wouldn't win it, but he would be put in a great match with Jay Lethal. Has there ever been a case where a person has had a WWE contract terminated, uh-huh. but lastly re-signed with the company? How do you mean? Well, you know, look, they've been in a situation where they're, like, they're not part of the plans, the contract runs out, and then all of a sudden they go away somewhere become... Huge, and then you know, like WWE go back cap in hand and beg them to resign. Oh, yeah, I think there has, yeah, I think there has been like, like Drew got let go, and then he got brought back in there. Yeah, so it has happened, I believe. But uh, yeah, to see Neville like back, I think he'll be going under his, his old indie name Pack because oh, ne- the name Neville was obviously on. And somebody joked when he went to WWE, he went. So he used to be called Pac, now he's not. That make him an ex Pac. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> 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 wonder if he can uh, call you move the Red Arrow anymore, or if that's a WWE owned thing as well. WWE owns too much. I'm just wondering, it's just a, just a theory I'm throwing out there. There was a, they did tease Neville being there because the, the Bucks and Mario being in a, in a store where there were WWE action figures, and it just showed that picture of them holding up a Neville action figure going, Hmm. <laughs> just so you never know. He might be there. I just and, I wish they hadn't have been terrible with Neville. Yeah. Or what? For a start, I wish they hadn't have just called him Neville. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he was when he came out. Adrian Neville. That's cool. Uh, make remember. Uh, on Saturday, what's the date? Same day. Is all in. Uh, I'm going to a thirtieth birthday party for Alan, who is a part of the Eat Sleep Two Plates group. And we're talking about at the end of the night when, because it'll be like eleven o'clock your time when it's zero hours and zero hour starts, I believe. And so we're talking about getting on fight TV and all of it, and grouping us because a lot of us, a lot of guys from the podcast will be at the Jesus party. We're all talking about getting having it, getting together and watching all in together and having a bit of a look round. And we're going to need a look round because fight TV pay per views are not cheap. And uh, we'd, we'd, I, I joked, we're going to be going around, getting a whip round, going up to people at the bar who aren't wrestling fans, going, go on, we don't even watch wrestling. It's part of Alan's birthday, go on, get your horn in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's good. But yeah, so I was at part of that show, and then me, a couple of us, went to the box afterwards. The box. Uh, where there was an Attitude Era quiz being held. What was the prize? Yeah, the prize was £50 cash and also 
VIP thing because there was a there's an SW show in October which features X Pac and Billy and X Pop and Billy Gunn. Yeah. Uh, Dreamwear Group of wrestlers against uh Paul the Paul Promotions team, and also this was a VR and also you would so you won you'd win the fifty pound and also the VIP tickets for the meet and greet with X Pac and Billy Gunn. See if it hadn't have been meeting X Pac and Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. What I would have done if I'd have been there and won the money, I would have won the fifty quid, and then I would have sold my VIP ticket to get more money. Mm. Uh, and then I would have uh, stayed in the pub. I would. So yeah, the group was me, Clacker, Alan, Stephen, a girlfriend, Laura, Dave, and Chris, uh, who's a trainee. I can't remember his name. Forgive me, Chris, if you're listening. Yeah. Did any? He he got there a bit late, so he missed the first round. Did any of your friends win? We we were all part of one group, one did team. We did not win. We came second by oh, two points. Who won? A game called the Velveteen Dream Team. Last one of the best names I've I heard. I, there's a few uh, teams, but the one one that sticks out to me is a group called the Quiz My Ass Club. They were called. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice, nice. I believe oh, there was a bit at the end where they were looking at the third, second, and uh, first place people, right? And uh, it was there was like one group. I can't remember what they were called. I said, "Oh, you guys came in third, which means you win nothing except the respect of your peers." Did which you seems... win anything? No, same with didn't win anything. We we got, but we got slightly more respect than the people that came in I, third. I so wish you'd have won because yeah. see if you'd have won that meet and greet with Billy Gunn and X Pack, I would have gotten you to take my my DX hockey jersey to get signed by them both. Yeah, you could have done me a solid. I uh, yeah. Well, Right, so he said, I said, was that to your peer? I'm sure it's priceless. This is Mark Dallas, the owner of ICW, who was hosting the quiz. And he went, then suddenly after a point, he went, oh, wait, no, actually, you came in fourth. <laughs> which which you still get respect, just not as much as if he came in third. Yeah. Yeah. My Bart Gun related rant, though, comes. There was Three, one, there, two, one, go. There was a question about Bart Gun yes. in the quiz. They were kind of looked at me jokingly and were like, how long did the Bart Gun Butterbean fight last? And I said 35 seconds. But no, Stephen and Alan both said 48 seconds. And eventually they kept barging in and overruling and overruling me. And eventually Kwaku, who was right in the answer, went with 48 seconds. And they were joking and went, How do you not know you should be there? And apparently nobody got the answer. And Mark Dallas read out the answer. It was 35 fucking seconds. So I was fucking right. Apparently, when you look at the final scores, we probably wouldn't have. We still would have came second by one point if we got it, but still we'd have been the only group that got it right, so we'd have had that. And that pissed you off. And I would not let it go. I kept bringing it up the whole night. They kept going, Scott, let it go. Never. For God's sake, let it go. Never. Did but you know it probably lasted longer than the whole Billy Gun Bart Gun feud. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. which last I think lasted what one match on pay per view and one match on the on the show. Like I said, I don't even remember there being a match on pay-per-view. But... No, it was um, Survivor Series 96, I believe. Uh-huh. Alright. Because they were, they were both part of opposite teams for a traditional um, Survivor Series Survivor match. Series match. Uh-huh. And Bart Gunn was in a team with, <laughs> with Jesse James, mm-hmm. who was on, on the opposing team to Billy, Billy Gunn. Gunn. So it was kind of cool watching like former team... The smoking guns. We, we te- yeah. Fight and also a future team. Well, it was. We technically got a bargain question later on when they asked who what who invaded WWE in '98, and also it was the NWA. And it was technically a bargain because remember Bart 
got paired with became bombast bodacious Bart along with bombastic Bob as in the bombastic new bombastic Bob and bodacious Bart as a new Mid- Midnight, Midnight Express. Express and were managed by Jim Cornette Jim Cornette and Jeff Jarrett was a part of it and no but also it was like one of the only other times that Billy fought Bart yeah no because there was right was V yeah Midnight but yeah there was another point where everybody kind of turned to me because it was like they said there was a question about Kane. Everybody in the group knows I'm a massive Kane fan. So essentially, what did Kane? And then before the rest of the question was answered, everybody just turns to me, all eyes just turn to me. And was what did, what that, the question was? What would Kane, what did Kane threaten to do if he didn't win the WF title? It was set himself on fire. And I'm like, I fuck, I was in there like I should. So it was, it was a bit. Like he's ready. Looks like he's well fed. <laughs> That's a good one, Kane. <laughs> but uh. It was a bit, uh, the first question, I think was they almost tried to trip you up, where they asked, what was the first match, what was the main event of the first ever SmackDown, and also the instinctive answer is to say, Rock v Triple H, which showed me as the referee, but there was a, forgetting there was a pilot earlier in the year, where the main event was Stone Cold and the Rock v Undertaker Triple H, so we, I, I, I firstly went with the Rock Triple H match, and then they went, and then they like, I think it was Stephen that mentioned, no, the tag match, so we went with that, and it turns out the tag match was the one we were, yeah. There was one I was so confident with. What what, what was uh, uh, what, what were they called? Uh, DOA, sorry. What was their what was their final feud they do? And I went to say Legion. I was so confident that I said Legion of Doom because I'd listened to it about it on the Attitude Era podcast. Yeah. But it turns out because Attitude Era podcast only do only talk about the mainly talk about the pay per views. Turns out after LOD they went on to a feud with fucking too much. Yeah. Which, which clearly also wasn't good enough to get on pay-per-view, so that's why I didn't know about it. The DOA, who originally were a faction... Mm-hmm. It was just when it was just, like, Skull and Eight Ball. It was just two baldies. Aye, when Paul Ellering turned Aye. on LOD and joined. He, I so wanted that suit jacket he used to wear. <laughs> Remember that Mr.com suit yeah. jacket? I so, so wanted that jacket. You know, I really... The best thing about that DOA... Tag team was her manager. <laughs> I mean, they sucked. Like, see when you take chains and crush it with equation. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, you know. And chains, by the way, was the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam '94. I know. Not a lot. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, no, I know that, and now you know that if you didn't know it already. Yeah. Now, now you are helped by our vast knowledge of random shape from wrestling. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Four, four rounds it was, and we came second by two points. You know what the plan was if we'd won. If we'd won, I don't know how we're gonna sort the money, but the uh, the tickets because because Ross, my brother, is a big Billy Gunn fan, even though he knows he's shite. Our whole thing was gonna be we were gonna say because it's Alan Puff Day on Saturday. We were gonna I was gonna say go. They had we were gonna have me go home and say to Ross, oh we gave Alan the tickets because it's Puff Day coming up and all that. And then at Alan's party on Saturday. We were gonna give Ross the tickets, and we're gonna end, and we're gonna bring out by saying to him, "Are you ready?" So <laughs> there, would, there would have been no scenario where you would have gone and got my hockey shirt signed for me. Well, I don't know how many tickets that is. So if Ross went, he probably would have taken me with him. So I don't know. But we, but we didn't win, so it's a mute point anyway. Yeah, I just I so I so wish I could get the remaining not dead members of DX to sign my hockey shirt. I mean, if I had my way. We would all sign it, you know. Yeah. But well, you know, the original DX. Mm-hmm. But half fifty percent of the original DX are dead. 
Thanks for bringing it down, Paul. But <laughs> oh! What? Oh, wait, no, he was only a joke member for one evening. Night Hart? No, not, not Night Hart. Because oh, they did, they did, that was a question what Hart Foundation member joined. And somebody, also Mark Dallas, heard someone say it, and I think they meant to say Brian Pillman. But apparently, when Mark Dallas got the main comment, and it's not as that guy, I heard that guy just say Brian Kendrick. Who would have been 14 at the time. No. It's brief, do you remember um, Harvey Whippleman? I remember him, I. Yeah. Uh, briefly, after Rick Rude had left, mm-hmm. when it was still the three of them, mm-hmm. you know, Harvey Whippleman was brought in as some rip the piss replacement to ravishing one Rick Rude. Like Hunky Harvey or some shit like that. They did ask a question about Harvey Whippleman. They said, like, what? Only what male superstar won the women's title, and it was obviously Harvey Whippleman. And he revealed Mike Dallas talked about the match division. It was a Lumberjell Snow Bunny match, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, and there was one more question I wanted yeah. to talk about, and I'll, I'll move on. Uh, it was the thing who who played Owen Hart in the DX party of the nation. It was Jason Sensation, was the name of the wrestler. Yeah, Jason Sensation. I am not a nugget. Oh, and a quite a slightly harrowing story about Jason recently. Apparently he was at Raw easily and threatened to shoot himself during the main event. He snuck a gun past. He brought it up on Twitter. Reels. Uh, apparently he was d- detained by police and security that before. Is he? Is he going a little? I don't know. He wasn't in there. I know he tweeted after where we were later. Being he was well, he's been detained in the hospital, saying he wasn't in the right frame of mind. Like fucking clearly, mate, you threatened to shoot yourself on at Raw. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I watched the first hour of that raw. I mean, it wasn't the best, but I didn't want to kill myself. It's <laughs> harsh, man. I'm trying to lighten the mood with some humour. Like, yeah, I, I, I watched it. And I wouldn't have killed myself. I didn't watch think all... it. Was that fucking bad? I know. And he's in the street before the show even started. Okay, he's. But how pessimistic can you get? Yeah. But yeah, that's. that's I mean, all... what would, oh, do you know what you do when you don't like it? Don't turn up. <laughs> Don't turn up with a gun and go, this is so terrible, I'm going to kill myself. Obviously we're shooting now, so this was, that wasn't the reason, obviously. Make it better. Uh, Jason obviously has some issues and hopefully he gets the help he needs. And... Jason, Jason is sensationally fucked in the head. And please don't please don't come at us on Twitter saying we're making light of people trying to kill themselves, that's not what we're doing. If, if, if you're coming at us on Twitter, come at him, he's on Twitter. I'm not. <laughs> You're not helping. I <laughs> know. I'm trying to say we're not making trying to make light of people who want to kill themselves. No, that's never it's a, a good terrible thing. thing. Yeah. I I I know of people who have suffered that issue. I I would never make light of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a really good it was a really good night. Uh, on Wednesday where we had the show, which was cool, and then we had. Oh. Oh, nothing. It's more a, uh, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and then the quiz. So yeah, that was that was mostly me. So I'll just have obviously wait, find topics and then link them into my week. Oh. Now, before we go, we're also going to do our freezer review, which I, mm-hmm. and I told Paul what the episode was, and he was not looking forward to it. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, but I did. I did tell you I was going to be professional about mm-hmm. it, <laughs> even though the episode sucks ass. <laughs> okay. Apart from a few little nuggets of joy. Uh, so yeah, we are talking about Fraser episode 14 of season 1. 
Can't Buy Me Love. That is the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah. And as most episodes start, I told you how most episodes start in Frasier's booth. Well, it's technically the same, except it's Bulldog doing his show with all his, with his gong and all his funny sound effects. Yeah. Where, and Frasier tries to get Ross to go into the booth and get his oh, briefcase for him. Yeah. So, because so, if Bulldog does it, he... Uh, he always rips and puts it And puts him on the air and Ross says, what do you think he'll do if I had to go in there? He's like, last time I went in there, he introduced me as tennis chick's girlfriend. I, I had no idea who the person was. I've already forgotten. But yeah, he, he goes in and he goes, to gra- he goes to go under the desk and grab it, but Bulldog lifts <laughs> the case away from him and, <laughs> and then puts him on the air. Sort of whacks the table, Aye. wee wee gong Aye. thing, makes him shit himself. And then he, t- he takes the piss out of mass. He takes the piss out of uh, Freezer by asking him who's going to win out, win in a game that's not actually happening. Yeah. And like, who's going to win? The Sonics. Uh, the Saints. Uh, uh, well, somebody's got to win. Yeah, we would have. We were actually playing this weekend. Uh, uh. And he plays the jackass, uh, jackass mm. sort of it. And then Freezer like, Freezer comes out with a great comment. Went, she made that joke on my show. So it's be her in front of a much larger audience. <laughs> mm. oh. And uh, then we got to Niles at coming to Fraser's apartment with Champagne, talking about how he just got Maris off to Chicago. Yeah. Can't remember what he says he was gone for, but... Visiting her sister or some kind of crap. And then Fraser comes in and he sees that Niles has brought Champagne and goes, Oh, Maris off to Chicago already? <laughs> oh. Uh, before that, though, Martin's playing chess by Isil. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, goes, and Niles standing over and going, <laughs> No. He goes, for tired, I've moved that corn nut. That's my bishop. I ate the real one. Oh, well, corn nut to root six. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and Martin brings up, he's probably got a pal who's doing some charity auction where they get famous celebrities in yeah, to raise money for charity. Goes up, goes up to Frasier and he's like, can you ask Bulldog? Right, and Frasier thinks he can ask him and he goes, yes, Bulldog. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, I was going to ask you too. And he's, and he's trying. He's stumbling. He's trying to find a better way of saying it. Was like, oh come on, let him off the hook, Fraser. He back beeping if he backs up any clipper. No, he said if he back bells anymore, he's gonna trip over his cane. Oh yeah. Anyway, he goes. And he said he'd do, and he goes. And you will remember that bulldog. Yes, I'll leave a note on his fire hydrant. <laughs> and then Daphne talks about how she'd love to out to bed on a man and let him make him do what he want. She wanted, and he goes, Doctor Crane, I'd love to. <laughs> and which is just as which is kind of similar to the one there where when he yells at Eddie, stop staring! I wasn't staring. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway. And Miles asks Fraser, "What happens if no one bids? You're sitting there, embarrassed amongst silence. That won't happen. Thank you, Dad. We have a band." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he goes there, nicely the women are a bit. I must say. Mental. I- I do criticise this episode, but it's great up until it yeah. gets into the meat of the episode. Yeah. You know. Yeah, obviously the women are a bit... And you can hear Martin coming out and you can hear the, the guy in the auctioneer going, Please stop throwing items of clothing on the stage. <laughs> oh. And then... Uh, Rose is scary in this Yeah, we'll episode. get to her. <laughs> uh, Martin sees uh, a football player, he, goes, he talks about how great he is, he put people in the hospital, and then he goes up to him as soon as the guy's number's called, he goes, Please don't make me go out there. <laughs> he's just so terrified. Yeah. And then he goes out and he's like, there's a pack of wild dogs out there. The woman who bought me had this crazy look in her eye. And then Roz comes in the door and he's like, like, where do I pay? <laughs> like, 
Roz, I saw what I wanted and I went for it. <laughs> and then Fraser goes out and, and Martin goes, you've been here as a little class to the event. Now, if the bidding starts to go a bit slow, drop, drop the quarter and pick it up again. <laughs> and he comes out and he goes, uh, and Fraser comes back, like, feel, looking like he's just yeah. been through hell. He goes, well, who bought you? I don't know, but the last thing I remember hearing is some woman yelling, Shake, Shake your money maker. <laughs> and Bill Dog went uh, and then he finds out who, then he finds out who actually owned her and he perks up a bit. Yeah. He's like, that's my owner. <laughs> She's a model. Yeah, it's, it's some uh, a model model Aye. thing. And he soon as he sees it, goes, "Oh, you bought me!" And he suddenly starts smiling. He's just so smug about it. Yeah. And then Bulldog comes back. He goes, and he's seeing about how also the bidding slowed down for him. So there's still some liver snaps from Bulldog. And now in comes Daphne, looking, looking terrified Aye. and confused. Yeah. It's like the, the bidding was dying down. Your dad said, "Chill." I bid a hundred dollars. Who knew that would be the only bid? <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Daphne, technically, technically, Daphne is going out with the with we, bulldog. So we, we never mean to despise the memory of the British bulldog, but he we can't his, help it at he, times. He despised his own memory when he went when he had that run in '99. He fucked his. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he despised his memory when he uttered that silliness going into the 96 Rumble. I think, he, I think he's like, he was a bit tarnished when he took a rock bomb and he dog shit, so. You don't remember, remember that, but yeah. No, I don't remember that. Ew. Yeah, that happened. That's well, disgusting. Moving on. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, it's the faces on a lot of people at this event, how mental people, the people who are bidding are. It's like you see their faces, it's like the kind of face people go, I've seen things, man. <laughs> You weren't there. Would you be frightened, Scott? Yes. <laughs> I'm terrified in normal situations. I'd be slightly terrified that, like, Frasier, that no one would bid. Would you be more terrified, though, if no one bid or if Roz bid on you? No. <laughs> she would eat you alive. At least, at least someone bid. <laughs> You'd be better, but at least somebody bid something. Yeah, no, at least. Better to be bid a low amount than not be bid a so, lot. So if not be bid anything if at all. Threw in a bid of twenty pence. Oh no, fucking! <laughs> at least a hundred dollars, like like. Bulldog. I know. She'd be like, no, I'm not going for twenty pence. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> oh, I remember when Fraser and Bulldog were arguing about what they do when they got bought. And then like Fraser Crane does not put out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I remember. So yeah, Fraser's laying, laying out his date, he's got everything planned, it turns out she's got to go to a job and now he has to look after her, her daughter. And can I just say, that child, I would kick her arse, man, <laughs> she is such a little bitch. Yep. I would, I would, I would, if it was me, mm-hmm. and I don't care how, I mean, I don't, we're not my thing anyway, but I don't care if some pretty thing came to my door and went, oh no, I'm sorry I was supposed to be on a date with you, but can you watch my child? I would go. No. I will eat my fancy dinner that I have slaved cooking for you myself, and you can take yourself and your child and fuck off. Matter <laughs> of fact, why can't you take your fucking child to the shoot with you? No. I am not watching a child that I do not know. Yeah, the Fraser, the way Fraser puts it is, he's going to win a lot of points with this. That's the way he puts it. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, well, Fraser's desperate, so you know. He's always fucking desperate. I know. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, he has to look after the... 
Yes, I've got to a girl who spends the majority of the time on the phone. Yeah, on his phone, Aye. running up his fucking phone bill. Little bitch. Just saying, just repeating the words, no way. Yeah. And then she goes, and she goes oh, I'm getting another call. I'll call you back. And just look on Fraser's face. And seriously, man, she... Uh, and, oh. and I love, I love when she looks like she's getting another call and, he, and then he goes, I'll take this. It's for you. Yeah. <laughs> and she makes it. Oh, when, like, the bullshit story she comes out with. I know. You know, because he's sitting there and he's, like, talking, trying to talk at her. Yeah. You know, about as awkward as I would be with, you know, someone's child. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, sorry, I don't speak child. What do you want? <laughs> you know, but, like, she comes out with this fucking bullshit, stupid story about how everything's so horribly terrible for her and oh, her mother's a bitch and all this and all that, right? I'm not going to get into the fucking specifics of it, but she basically paints her mother in a very dark picture. Yeah. Uh, Fra- Fraser, who's supposed to be all worldly learned and shit, buys this bullshit. You know, he's supposed to be a psychiatrist. He should know when a child is talking shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, not... He's, well, a par- he's a parent himself yeah, as a well. A parent and a psychiatrist who has been to Harvard and Oxford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but how can he not know this little bitch is playing him? Oh, it's weird. You feel bad when the first time you watch it, and then when you watch it back, like I, like we did here, like you did here, you, and you know it's bullshit. I never felt bad because I knew she was talking out of her ass. And you kind of get saying like something, this isn't as straightforward, is it? Yeah. And then... The thing is, right, we go through all this nonsense, right, and Fraser buys it like some fucking spaz, and then the woman comes back from her shoot, like, like it's nothing, right, oh, oh, I've left my kid with someone, but, you know, she's left her kid, also, with a guy she bought, <laughs> who she didn't know, she knew of, right, uh-huh. so she's left her kid with some stranger, while she goes and swans off to a fucking job, you know? And there's a lot wrong in this episode, you know? But whilst we're dealing with all this bullshit, we get to the good part of the episode. You know, the funny part of the episode. Yes, uh, Daphne in the limo with Bulldog having yeah. been in the Sonic's Bull- game and she's Pissed. Yeah, Bulldog is trying to lay everything on for her. He's got the limousine, the, the Seahawks tickets, the uh-huh. champagne. And Daphne is rast. Mm-hmm. She's sitting in a limo, knocking back champagne. And Bulldog, you can tell he's starting to get a wee bit, oh Christ, I've got this alky in my car. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? And, and uh, she gets on the phone to the driver and you're not drinking, are you? Yeah, but like, basically, like, long story short, she starts... Uh, she basically causes road rage Aye. in a parking lot mm-hmm. while she isn't driving mm-hmm. and gets Bulldog assaulted and pulled out of the car. Aye, he, he's trying to get her to the, lock the door and roll out the window and, then the, and suddenly he, he's getting dragged out the other yeah, side. I, just, I love that fucking scene where he's getting dragged out of the car with his feet and she's like, oh, get your bloody hands off him, you <laughs> big article. And then he gets pulled out and she's like, oh. Sorry, Pitbull. <laughs> you know. And the car starts driving away. Uh, she just sits there and she's like, you know, she's no fair, she's bevy. But cuts back to this woman coming uh, back. Right, can we talk about when he, t- he gets on the cuckoo door, he just cuts it in half and just goes, Give yeah. it, put down your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, he, talk, uh, he talks about her dad Tony going on to her weights and he goes, is that a band? No, it's his new girlfriend. Yeah, but she talks so much bullshit. And then the fucking woman... Sorry, there's a noisy van outside. I hope that's not a night in... Oh, a noisy van. Yeah. Anyway, you're well, saying... Well, the, the woman comes, comes back because her foot is nothing, you know what I mean? It's not been a hard job for crazy to sit and watch her fucking wee bitch here, daughter. I really don't like this kid. But she comes back, Frasier, being an uncharacteristic retard in this episode, reads the moral of the riot act. Uh-huh. You know, how could you be such a terrible mother? Blah, 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 blah. Right? No, fair enough, the woman's got a reason to be annoyed, but I think, quite frankly, she overreacts. You know what I mean? She should be more angry, well, she should be more angry at the daughter. Yeah, no, but you know? the fact that he's, he's, she's came back and she's he's talking about her in this way, like calling her a terrible woman, like, I think as a, as a thing as a parent where you don't want to be told that you're a shite at what you do. No, but... You don't want to be, but he's probably thinking both, like you say, like... I mean, like I say, he should have known better as a psychiatrist and a parent. Mm-hmm. But he is, I suppose, putting his parental head on, you know. He doesn't see his child very often, blah, blah, blah. So you think he'd be more sort of uppity about child, uh, parental-based issues, you know. But it, she calls Fraser and she, she's like, you know... She tells him the truth and all that. She tells him the truth and she says, like, did it not occur to you that she may have been lying to you? And he he goes, well, who's Tony and why Snake? Our two dogs. Yeah. That's the funniest bit. Yeah, and then he's like, do you see any tattoo on me? And he's like, no. My eyes are tearing up. Yeah. Then he goes, sorry, I don't don't deal with child psychology. I deal with more in adult relations. Well, you won't be having any tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and then as she's walking out the door, she goes, Oh yeah, and another thing. I only have one kidney. Guess who has the other one? <laughs> you know. But he's left feeling like a complete tard. Can I just say, this is, bit, this is disgusting. But where he's eating a bit of cookie dough. Let's Eddie lick it and then continues eating. I mean, it's one thing when Niles with the eggnog didn't realise Eddie was licking it. The fact that Freezer lets... Anybody who lets their animal to eat part of their food and then continues eating it is disgusting. I'm sorry, it's just, it's just weird to me. Weird, yes, but, you know. I mean, ugh. I think it follows on the same line as the five second rule. You know, when, but when you go, your flair doesn't look at the same balls. I know. <laughs> or, or, or drink out your toilet. Yeah. Right, but then he's doing that, he's sitting there feeling sorry for himself, and then in comes Martin. He goes, I was worried I was walking in an embarrassing situation. If he should have been here half an hour ago. Hmm. And he's and he's wondering if Freddy, if Frederick's gonna end up like that. And uh, Martin's really good guy, really good. Guy. He said, "Oh, kids always get that obnoxious know all phase, and you think they'll never grow out of it." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm but, still waiting." Yeah. And then Daphne phones, and he and going, "No way!" <laughs> and then she calls him, and they're all sitting in the limo drinking champagne oh, while yeah, Eddie's yeah. while Eddie's got his head out the window during the credits. Yeah. So. Roundup time, what do you give this episode, Scott? I think I'm more inclined to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down? Yeah, because there are one or two funny lines in it, and especially the star right before the auction, there's a lot of good bits, like, yeah. in it when they're in the apartment together. But 
I think like you said I might get a thumbstone. See, I would like I would like to be I would like to be given the opportunity to give a to section this episode, I would say. See the secondary story in the episode? Mm-hmm. The secondary part of the episode, I'd definitely give a good thumbs in the middle. That that the uh, Daphne bit? You know, the Daphne bit, the auction bit, the wee bit, the wee back and forth between Pleasure and Bulldog at the start. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good thumbs in the middle, thumbs up, kind of. But the, the main portion of the story is terrible. So are you giving thumbs it a thumbs down? Thumb- yeah. Is this the first time we've agreed on a thumbs down or have we done it before? Have no, to go I believe back. this is a first. Because huh. we agreed on thumbs up, we've agreed on thumbs in the middle. I don't think we've ever agreed on a thumbs yeah, we've, down. We've been, we've been, yeah. and we've been. Down. Now we are yeah. down. Well, we are sitting on the couch. Right. I think I've looked up what the next episode is, and I think that'll be a, a better episode because I think uh, there's a lot of the Daphne, uh, Daphne Niles relationship goes into this episode. Yeah. It's most of the second half, but we'll get to cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, that is good. I think we've had a very productive episode today. We have. I, I was. I found your wrestling stuff very informative. It was very good. Thank you. Very and good. Uh, I was happy to happy to be a part of listening to it. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we'll have a, you know, a great show next week as well. We will. We'll. Well, I will be indulging people in tales of the their party party I went to, the house party, and obviously if I watch all in, I'll be talking about all in. And I will. I will indulge you all with. How much Brian liked his birthday present? Oh yes, yes. I got I got him a. I don't know. Birthdays any, all around. I don't know if any of our listeners are fans of the anime thing fairy tale, but I got Brian a lovely fairy tale backpack for his birthday. And I just hope that this is not one of the rarest occasions when Brian actually listens to the show. No, this will probably this will probably be going up after he. This won't be going up till later on, so you'll probably have given it away to Jamie. <laughs> he probably won't get around to listening that unless he listens to it just as exactly as it goes up which I doubt he will no I doubt it I'd, I'd, I would love it if we had a, a listener so into our show we waited intently for the show to go up but I don't think we do well they'd have to be on Twitter on social media to see that we've posted the link to it so yeah but come on there's got to be some very very intense people in the world maybe who knows we can only guess yeah Yes, I think I think that is our, our call to finish up. Yes. Speaking of Twitter, we've talked about it. Follow us on Twitter at SPR. Me and get me at scottmcclain 96 Paul doesn't have a Twitter account yet. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. Get us on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I think Apple Podcasts, which takes you technically into iTunes, so we're on that. Yeah. All good. Just go on the anchor and I'll take you to all the good podcasts. We are sites. everywhere and anywhere. Yes. At any given time. Some reason they've allowed us to be on. Yeah, well, that's because we're just awesome. Mm. <laughs> yes, we are. We rule. I'll take your word for it. You should. My word is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.